Hello and welcome to Six Scooting in SoCal. I am Andy. I am the chief mechanic. And I'm Erin, owner and whipcracker. And we are Six Scooters. We are the South Bay's premier scooter repair shop and have been riding and working on scooters since 2011. We are proud to now have this podcast where we can share our tips, tricks, and personal experiences with you. Our Keep in mind, band of sickos. <laughs> Keep in mind, all opinions are our own and don't necessarily reflect popular opinion. If you don't like it, feel free to start your own podcast. Otherwise, stay tuned. Cool. All right, what our is this? band of sickos. Episode six? Is this episode six already? Goodness gracious. Oh my lord, I feel like a proud father. <laughs> I think it actually is episode six. Yes, it is episode six. Wow. Oh my lord. Welcome, welcome. Yes. So we have a full docket for the podcast. The yep. first thing is the rides that we have been on. I haven't. Aaron has. Yeah, today Boo, was. Boo, who, 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 who. Today was a kind of impromptu, um, not impromptu because of the standing ride date, but we were all surprised to see what today's ride was going to be like, and we ended up going to Long Beach to a place called... Um, Loofs. Loofs. Light Align. It's like a old-timey quasi-gambling establishment. It's like, it's like light a line. Yeah, so it's like pinball and bingo. Had a baby? Had a baby. Okay. Uh, apparently this was an original thing back at the Pike back in like the early 20s, but it's been all resurrected and some of the stuff has been salvaged and restored. Now it's in like this little quaint shopping center off of Long Beach Boulevard. That's cool. Oh my god, I had so much Fun. The only reason you had fun is because you won money. Well, that's why you go. You go to win money. Oh, Lord have I mercy. $37. And I didn't see one penny of that. Nope. I bought lunch. Uh, where'd you go after that? That's where I bought lunch. We went to the um, Steelcraft, which is like a really neat uh, little commune shop. Uh, I don't know. Eating experience made out of like containers. A oh, little bit cool. further down on Long Beach Boulevard, there's a brewery, a pizza place, a, a ramen place, a See, waffle hearing, place, hearing, an ice cream shop. Oh, God. <laughs> hearing all this, it was it just makes me feel bad. There was even I some had, pretty decent vegan options. You're a dick. Anyway, <laughs> I had to stay home and actually work on bikes. Oh, yeah, that water pump job was uh, Yeah, that water pump really job exciting, is right? a very exciting job. Yes, I'm just so sure excited about it. you would have rather worked on that water pump. I'd rather have a root canal. One money at the... Light a line. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what Anyways. rides are we going to go on? Next week we have our our ride. Right? Yeah, six our scooter ride. Yes, Korean friendship bell ride through parts of PV San Pedro. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a really good time. And that's on what? That will be on Sunday, March fifteenth, nine thirty a.m. Meetup. Yep, at Starbucks. Starbucks and Artesia and Hawthorne Boulevard. Yep. That should be a great time. 9.30 meetup and kickstands up at 10. 10. Ish. <laughs> 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. That keeps people on time. Um, 10, I 10 think ish. this is actually going to be a picnic ride. Okay. So that'll be fun. Are you so. bringing food? Yeah. I'm for everybody? Bring... No. Just for You us. know what they say in school, right? Well, no, that's not how. This is not how that works. We're not doing a potluck. We're doing picnics. 
Every brings everybody brings their own sack lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Just like we did at the. Uh, but all I, you know what? As long as long as I get a coffee in the morning, I'm good. I don't. Yeah, you know, we're that, gonna... that just makes me not want to kill people. Yeah, we yeah. definitely have time for coffee in the morning. Yes. Uh, so, those are the rides that we've gone on and we're going to go on. The next thing is, what the hell's in the shop? We've had uh, some pretty fun jobs this week, I would say. We have a Vespa 250 IE in the shop right now that is getting the water pump replaced. Now... On a normal vehicle, if anybody's ever worked on a car, you just take the water pump off, you put the new water pump on, and you're good to go. Vespa, thank you Vespa, does not have that option. You literally have to take the side case off of the motor, take each piece off of the water pump. The best way to do it is to heat up the case and press the things that are internal out then replace them, which is the most annoying thing I have ever done in my life. So you mechanics out there, or you riders out there that like working on their own bikes, don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, it's it. if you don't have a press and you don't have some way to heat it and you don't have, you know, all the right stuff, you're going to run into issues. Yeah. 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 And we had two Vespas in for front shocks today, this week. Yeah, two of the same model scooters needing mm-hmm. the same job on the same week. Kind of happens more often than you think. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Tuesday when we go downstairs, if somebody comes in with a busted headlight... I will put money on it that four more bikes will come in with busted headlights. It, it, or somebody's, somebody's rear brakes go out. If, every, if one person's rear brakes go out, they all go out. Yeah, or we'll have one ET4 in the shop and somehow before the end of the week is over, we'll have another one in the shop. Uh-huh. It's weird how things come in patterns of two or three <laughs> Yes. <laughs> on a regular basis. And we had the GT300 that came in with a weird noise. It had a couple of weird issues, right? It had some issues, oh, yeah. It was like uh, well, ticking and uh, felt like it had flat tires all the time. Yes. And what was going on was whoever worked on the bike last and did the rear tire or did something at the back end, they took the swing axle, the swing arm off. They put the wrong size cotter pin in to hold the axle nut. Well, the axle nut backed itself off a little bit. It didn't come all the way off because there was a cotter pin in there, just wasn't the right size cotter pin. So put the right size cotter pins in when you work on stuff, please. Mm-hmm. That was like 90% of the noise. Mm-hmm. And then we had we had um, another Vespa come in that was having some noise issues that we couldn't yeah, find. another super weird noise. Yeah. Those are always fun jobs. Yeah, the, the customer comes in and says, it's making a... Uh, 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 blah, a blah, blah, A horrible noise. No, a warble, he called it. A warble. Yes. And the weird thing is, is if you ever worked in a mechanic shop, car, whatever, you always have a customer that comes in and does these mimics of the noise that they're trying to describe. 
And I, I don't want to laugh at them while they're here, but the noises they're making are so weird. Yeah. I think they've made a commercial like that. I think it was like Meineke or... Oh, yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very true. Absolutely true. Totally very, true. Very true. And we had two genuine buddies in. Yeah, again, super nice bikes. Same, yep. Almost same model. One was a Pamplona 150. One was a, what was that, like a Blackjack 125. Mm-hmm. And they were, both, they were both sitting too long. And those carburetors are expensive. Yeah, you don't want to mess those carburetors. You know, so... I yanked the carb out, absolutely just took the whole carb apart, every single bit of it, and I put it in, I want to call it my dip. So I dipped them. Yeah. I dipped them for a couple hours and yanked them all out, put them all back together, and they ran like they were new. Changed the fuel in them, put new spark plugs, did a service on them, checked the, gla- checked the air in the tires, brakes. Yeah. Electrical check and all that. Yeah. They both left with a clean bill of health. So far, so good. They came in sick and they left sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, our topic for today. Yeah. Um, group ride planning. Yeah. I mean... So, Aaron was going to do most of the talking on this. I'm just going to be here and give my little... My little... Theatrical noises. Oh Lord! <laughs> and and so because she's the one who does all the planning. She's she is a freaking genius at this stuff. I'm okay? just a control freak. No. There's a difference. If you ask her, she will say no, I'm not. But if you ask anybody that's been on the rides, they will say hell yeah, she is freaking genius. So take it away, Miss Erin. <laughs> Um, so I suppose this is like kind of a random topic because I don't think everybody is planning on, um, caravanning, you know, 10 to 40 scooters behind the places, but, but the thing is, if anybody wants to know the mindset behind how I plan these rides now, I mean, if you hear this podcast and you hear the group ride planning part of it from now on, when you go on group rides, you'll notice more on how the ride is going by how well the leader had has planned it okay you'll you'll actually get a sense of was this a very good planned ride was this a mediocre planned ride or they had no idea what they were where they were going kind of ride been on those and you know so this is going to give you a different perspective yeah, and I'm only talking about how I plan my rides, and I never judge how other people plan their rides. Right, Everybody has not. their own style and yeah. the way that they want to do it. But I take a lot of responsibility um, when I'm planning these things, and I want to make sure that everybody has a good time and it's as safe and entertaining as possible. Um, so some, so honestly, the way that I plan my rides is I first figure out where do we want to go? What would be a fun thing to do? Um, you know, usually we want to find a place where there's something to do, mm-hmm. something to eat, and believe it or not, you want to make sure there's parking because it's yeah. easy to park one or two scooters anywhere. But it's kind of hard Sometimes, to park 40. Yeah, you have to take into consideration where our 40 scooters are going to park. Um, so that's usually where it starts. And, yeah. and I want to go someplace that we don't go all the time. 
Yeah, the theme that I've had for this year, which has been a lot of fun, it has really been like iconic LA locations that maybe people who are native here or, you know, long-term, you know, lived here for a long time, maybe they weren't born here, but they've lived here for a long time, still haven't gone to. So I kind of want to turn LA into all these destinations into touristy destinations for locals. Right. Um, so that's been really We've had a couple enjoyable. of rides where where lifetime residents have said, you know what, I've never been here. Yeah. I well, mean, like me. Yeah. I I've mean, lived here all my life. I've never been I've never been on the Venice Canals. Yeah, that one I was lucky enough to do on a South Bay Scooter Club ride that I led a year or two ago. So that's kind of how I got to know that. But we've gone to um, the L.A. Farmer's Market, which is one of the... I think it's the oldest farmer's, farmer's market in L.A. We had a bunch of people who had never been to that. Yeah. Um, when we did the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, that was another one that people, people had never, never been, been to, to. Yeah. and were really stoked on. We're actually probably going to redo it, be, or do it again, just because it was so popular. That may be an ongoing ride. Oh, yeah, it absolutely will. I think that we'll do that at least once a year, oh, whether yeah. it's Halloween or not. Um, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> or on Halloween. Uh, the Korean Friendship L. I don't know how L.A. iconic it is, but I mean, it is still... You know, technically it's very, in LA. It's South Bay iconic. Super scenic. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe something that... Another thing that you might pass up and not really think to if take If you're going to, to do the Korean Friendship Bell ride with us, bring your camera. You're gonna wanna have it. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. That's a ride... Another ride that we hosted like years and years ago. Oh, I think yeah. we had like two people come with us. I was like, what, eight years ago? <laughs> I don't even know. It was so long, but it was such it a was good time. It was a long time ago. And this will be the new and improved, you know? And I also, when I'm planning rides, I like to have, you know, maybe like two destinations actually. So go to one place, stop and hang out for a little bit, and then pack up, go to another place. That's usually where we're going to have our eating or our drinking. And then um, I like to finish the rides where we started them. I like them to be a full circle. Um, some rides, you know, you have your final destination and then people kind of ride home in their own direction from there. But I think that there's something nice about, you know, having like a full end spot because sometimes when you end your rides, you're nowhere near where you started and people already have to, and people are going to have to travel back anyways. Mm-hmm. So might as well make a, well, the last ride we did on, we, we went on, we ended it back at Starbucks yeah, we always end our rides back at Starbucks. Yeah, but there were a few of us that weren't ready to stop the <laughs> ride yet. And then just hopped on our bikes and all caravan down to Long Beach. Exactly. So it's nice to have like that end location where we can all stop, look at each other, say, it was fun, see you later. Or say, hey, it's a beautiful day. I'm not ready to stop Should yet. we keep going? I still have a full tank of gas. Right, and that's another one too. So, oh yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest draw. I mean, obviously, riding your scooter and like being on the road is why you know we all get together and we mm-hmm. all hang out with each other. But having a really fun, memorable, and I try and find free things to do. Um, it's it's LA. A good There's time. a ton of free stuff to do. Yeah, we pay enough to live here. We might as well enjoy the the perks. Damn taxes. So. So um, our next one, number two. Yeah, number two. Once we figure out where we're going, we have to figure out how we're going to get there. Right. Um, there's a a few things that I like to do and to make sure of while I'm planning routes. Like research the route. Yeah. So that means I'm trying to find the most direct route 
with the least amount of traffic and potholes. And I also try and avoid left-hand turns, believe it or not. Um, That's probably one of the most dangerous maneuvers you can make riding a scooter on the street. So I try and avoid them if I can. And if I can't, I at least try and find um, left-turn-turn arrows. So that way we have a designated um, spot to... There's our yep. snorty McStorderson. Yes. Wally. If you hear snorting noises, it's our little puppy. But, um... It's Wally. Yeah, because I have maybe been a little bit overambitious on some rides and had lots of turns and twists and back roads and, um... They're super enjoyable, but when you have 40 people with you, sometimes it can be hard to keep everybody together in those, um types of situations and then you find yourself pulling over more often than yeah. you probably really want to so i've actually found that some of our more successful rides have been the more straightforward ones yep directly there directly back done yeah a couple turns and um well we did the uh yeah when we went to the farmer's market yeah that was like literally like two turns no or something, that right? was four turns yeah so that was two rides two lefts done yeah <laughs> and people really enjoyed it yeah it was I a mean, great ride so, you know, I'm still learning. I've only been leading these rides uh, consistently for the last, you know, three or four months. But I did start leading rides uh, to help Mario out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. as well as we had some of our own rides sporadically throughout the years that we would Right. Leave. But it's been fun doing it on, like, a more consistent And level. our next one is Test Rides Must. Yes. Yeah, so once you figured out where you're going and how you're going to get there, I think it's super important to do a test ride. Get, uh, I usually take uh, my co-pilot, Margo, and our sweeper, Jameen. What up, Jameen? And Hi, Margo. <laughs> and we'll, Hi, uh, Jameen. And we'll go and, like, literally ride the route exactly how I've planned it. Oh, wait, wait. Hello, Oreo. Oh, I gotta say hello to Oreo. Um, and yeah, so that way I can refamiliarize myself with the route and uh, make little mental notes of, you know, this turns into a right-hand turn only lane, this lane ends and merges us all. Because that's the other thing that I try and limit is um, the amount of lane changes that I make. So when I do have to turn, I usually pick whatever lane I need to be in for my next turn or direction so um that makes sense that totally makes sense yeah so if i know you know say i have to make a right on one street and then the next direction is going to be a left then i'll go ahead and i'll get in that left hand lane the entire time and then uh so that way it'll be easy for us to get into the turn pocket it's sometimes a little bit hard to get the whole group to be able to merge over in a safe way and keep us all together yeah. So those are all things I try and keep an eye on. That's cool. What's the next one? Um. Well, this is also what I was going to talk about. How um, you're always going to have a leader in in the test or a leader in your group rides. That's kind of like the only thing you can avoid. But I think that two other um, job titles job titles that are super helpful is your sweeper and your road captains. I'm usually the sweeper. You're always the sweeper. I couldn't do these rides without you and I think that you give yourself far too little credit for the success of our rides because you're literally the thing that keeps us together. Oh, isn't that sweet? Freaking cheesy. Cheesy. Couldn't do it without you. And we also have what we like to call road captains. Yeah. These are people that that. This is where Janine and Margot come in. They've yes. test driven the route. They're familiar with uh, where we're going, 
And, you know, if something happens and we get split up or, um, you know, we get caught at a light, then the people in the group can look to them to know yes. where, where they know where we're going. So. And before the ride, we let the group know, this is your leader. I'm a sweeper. These two people are the road captains. If you get split up from the group, look to these people. They know where we're going. And yes. that makes everyone in the group feel a so much better. A little bit more better. comfortable that, you know, God forbid we get split up, they know where they're going and they don't have to, you know, worry about running red lights to keep up with us or anything crazy right. like that. And it helps Andy out as a sweeper because he gets to stay in the back of the pack and he doesn't have to try and um, leapfrog everybody to direct the group um, on where to go. What she doesn't know that... I love being in the back of the pack. <laughs> I can flip people off. I can do whatever I want back yeah. there. Nobody can see. It's <laughs> he keeps us all safe up front. I'm evil. Um. Now, so, the other one. So another. Know how to place. Yeah, another part of planning a good ride is knowing where to put all your riders, because you're gonna have people coming in with different skill levels. Um, you're gonna have people coming in with different. Um, bike sizes and you know most of our rides can definitely accommodate uh, all the 150 cc's we can we usually have a few 50s that can kind of stick in with the pack well when you're riding in a group you're you're going to be riding at a much slower pace than um than you would normally yeah if you're by yourself or just with like you and a buddy yeah Um, so the 50 cc's can keep up yeah exactly but I don't think people realize that these um, lines of scooters, it's almost like a, like a slinky. Mm-hmm. Like the further you are in the back, like the faster you have to go and the more... We talked about that on our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, the, you know, you get larger gaps. So it's actually really important to have um, slower bikes or less confident riders ride up front with uh, the leaders because they can pace the ride to that bike and they can also... Um, you know, they just also can keep an eye on them and right. kind of just... And the riders that we get that, that aren't as confident, when they're riding up front with the leaders and stuff like that, they, it gives them a lot more confidence yeah. on their bike. And they don't have to worry about, you know, trying to, like I said earlier, running red lights or doing weird stuff to keep up with the pack. They actually end up riding a lot slower and a lot safer in the front than they yeah, do in the back. Yeah, leave that stuff to me. So, um... I think that's really important. I actually ha- did have a conversation with somebody at our last ride about that. And I think she took my advice and I actually think that it worked. I adore her. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, and that's the other thing is I'm not super shy to give careful, constructive feedback about uh, how people ride. Sometimes I feel like a jerk doing it, but... Um, my concern is for the group as a whole, so I need to make sure that we are all safe and that we're not um, catering so much to one person that it can become dangerous. We also, I mean, I, I'm actually concerned. I have concerns for for the not as confident riders also. You know, I mean, I don't want them to get overwhelmed with the situation. You know, coming riding with a big group is kind of a little bit overwhelming definitely can be you know and i don't want them to be overwhelmed with it so i want to give them the confidence and give them the tools to be able to hop on their bike and confidently go 
Yeah. You know, twisted harm. You'll you'll be fine. Right. And so I and I always tell all the newbies and all the slow people that no matter what, Andy has got their back. Oh yeah. He is the most patient and one of the best writers. Don't tell him I said that. No, I'm not. That I've ever met. So I know that he makes me feel much more comfortable. I'm I glad I have this on else. a podcast and on rec- and, it, and it is recorded <laughs> so I can play it back once in a while and feel good about myself. Thank you so much. And what's the last one? The last one is the benefit of comms. Yeah, this is, you know, probably oh, not a necessity, dude. but in my world this is what definitely not a necessity. I think it's a necessity, although it's I've never been on necessity. other I haven't ever been on any other group rides where people had communicators like we do. Mm-hmm. And look how the group rides were. They were decent. They're not as bad. Right. But it's just nice because um, with Andy and I on our communicators, then we can talk to each other throughout the ride. I can ask him how the group is looking, if we've made it through an intersection. Um, she don't need to ask me. I, I tell her. Yeah. And, you know, what's nice is, you know, if we do get split up at a light, I can remind Andy of the directions and um you know so we're able to communicate and spread the the word from both ends of the group so that way you know it's kind of like a game of telephone but a little bit more clear cut and it was funny my other bike i had a stereo on it oh yeah so (laughs) it was kind of cool because she could hear the stereo through my comm so we were both listening to music and everything the whole time and talking to each other. Yeah, that was always nice. Yeah, this bike don't have that. But yeah, but I'm able to talk to Andy, I'm able to talk to Margo, I'm able to talk to Jameen. So, you know, throughout the ride I can update them on what's going on and they can kind of share that information with the people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's half the reason why I love having somebody like Margo as my co-pilot is I actually try and only talk to her and I let her talk to everybody behind us because... Um, you know, I, you know, I can only focus on so many things and getting us where we're going all together and yep. keeping our speed down and watching it is for an obstacles. Absolute, it is an absolute necessity and a total pleasure to have, to have Margo and Jameen on those rides. Oh yeah. It makes our job so much easier and I'm, it's just, it's just great. You know, people, I love having them on the rides. They're just awesome. Yeah. It definitely makes, um makes it a lot smoother it gives me a lot more confidence and it's just nice having a team of people you know what i mean a team so, of people i don't know we have our little posse I oh love dude it. that is your posse that is that is the girls and then we always have adrena too oh you know what adrena's adrena's my homie i love her to death yeah so as long as adrena's there and a pool table we're all good <laughs> and, and a couple shots of whiskey a couple shots of whiskey so, so that's that's what we have going on. That was our podcast. So, and we'd I love to have to. any suggestions for rides. Yes, that'd be cool. Or if you guys have any topics for the podcast, any questions you'd like to ask us that you'd like answered, email us. Email us. Hit us up on all of our social medias. We are on Instagram. We are at Sick Scooters. That's spelled S-I-K-K-S-K-O-O-T-E-R-S. Uh, we're on Facebook. We are also at Sick Scooters on Facebook. Um, and if you know anyone that is actually looking for a bike. Oh, yeah. I, we forgot to mention this earlier in the podcast, but there's always our Instagram page, the Motor Scooter no, Matchmaker. It's called Motor Scooter That's Matchmaker. True. It's at 
Motor, scooter, matchmaker. There's scooter no the. with a C. Yeah. Um, that's where we advertise all of our customers' bikes for sale. Any bike that we've ever worked on, we will advertise uh, for free on Instagram. And, um, and it's really cool because if you're looking for a bike, it's really strange to get on craigslist and meet some random stranger and yeah and everything and sometimes with, buying a used scooter can be sketchy right and with our bikes that we have on motor scooter matchmaker we know the bikes intimately mm-hmm. we know their 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 history mm-hmm. we know that they are running good and performing good and everything because we worked on them and they're they're usually a really good price always yeah and they're just good bike so if you know anybody that's looking for a bike you know go on motor scooter go on at motor scooter matchmaker on instagram. on instagram and check it out yeah and it's pretty easy i mean i try and keep everything updated so anything that starts off with the hashtag for sale should still be for sale i try and go in there and update any bikes that have been sold get those um clearly marked so we're not uh disappointing people right but a lot of those bikes don't stay on there for long. No, usually they're only up for sale for a few days. So it's good to um, follow us and check back regularly. I try and share them also again on our Insta stories, our yeah. Facebook. Well, they don't stay on there for, for for very long because they get sold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so, gone. Yeah. But, so that's cool. Yeah. And what else do we have? Um, oh. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give a nice, cool shout out to the podcast, Chasing Ghosts on Scooters in Bars. Oh, yeah. They interviewed Howard from they the interviewed Howard, last, yes. Uh, episode. Now, if you guys don't know what the Scooter Zine is, it is an independent magazine that's bi-monthly, all about scooters. Howard is a scooterist. He just did, um, he just went to... He's like at High Rollers right now. Yeah, he's at High Rollers right now, the High Roller Alley in Vegas. So jealous. Oh my God, I'm absolutely jealous. We're going next year. That's the plan. Yeah. But they gave us a cute little shout out. They gave us a shout out and we appreciate it. And I want to give them a shout out back and say hello to Howard and hello to all the guys over at Chasing Ghosts on Scooters in Bars. So I wanted to do this also. Hi, this is Andy from Six Scooters in Southern California, and you are what you are listening to, Chasing Ghosts on Scooters in Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll be able to use that. Maybe they'll be able to use that. I don't think so, but anyway, uh, we will talk to you next week, and next week we will have a hopefully have a another person here. Are we going to have our first guest? We are going to have our first guest. Wow. And she is a mystery guest, but I'm telling you it's a she. Or she's a she. And she is our mystery guest. Let's hope she's available. I don't even think she's confirmed yet. I will kidnap her ass and bring her here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll make an appointment. Something. If not, we will have another she here to talk to. And anyway... We will talk to everyone later. Thank you for listening. Shiny side up, rubber side down. Bye. Bye.